0: Fans, welcome to another edition of Off the Bench, presented by the Alibaba Group. Zach Rosen here from WashingtonWizards.com. Joining me today on this Monday, late morning, Chris Gehring, Jackson Filio from WashingtonWizards.com. Uh, it's been a busy stretch for the Wizards, another four games since we last spoke, uh, all against very good opponents. Um, started, guys, last Tuesday when we recorded our last podcast against the Magic at home. A night where the Wizards were a bit short-handed, uh, did not have any traditional bigs, so kind of thrusted Rui Hachimura and Davis Bertans okay. to kind of share that front court. Um, and though the Wizards did put forth, you know, a pretty solid effort, uh, the Magic hit a lot of tough shots that night. Uh, Markel Fultz, Evan Fournier uh, were a little too much to handle. Uh, We're not going to go too much into that game. Kind of just the only note was just the injuries really piled up, and we've seen that since we last talked. Isaiah Thomas is out. Uh, C.J. Miles has been ruled out for a significant amount of time. Jordan McRae is out another two weeks. Um, But Yamahimi has returned uh, during the stretch, and we saw that return Thursday against the Sixers, which was arguably the the Wizards' best win of the season, Um, definitely their best home win of the season against a full – besides Josh Richardson, full-fledged Sixers team. Um, we just want to dive into that. I mean, w- what a game.
1: Yeah, it was a really, really – I mean, a, a signature win for the Wizards, no question. We talked a little bit about how the Sixers are still kind of finding themselves. I thought that was apparent in this game. But I think that the way that the Wizards played far outweighs, you know, the work that the Sixers still have to do with kind of getting their new guys in into the fold and, and comfortable because – when you when you look back at the contributors in this game I mean Davis Bertans hit seven three pointers um, a career high for him great night off the bench for him and the usual suspects Bradley Beal um Ish Smith had another outstanding game uh Rui was excellent probably one of his best games of the season if not the best for him so uh, it it kind of showed all this when when all the Wizards' strengths are working for them, this was, this was that kind of game. They got a lot of punch off the bench from Davis. a good game from Brad. And I think just r- really a win to hang their hat on in a really difficult stretch that they, were, that they were in the middle of right there. Had to go to Miami afterwards. But it was, it was a I think, a, a great takeaway for this team, for a growing team. It's something that they can always look back on, really focus
2: on the positives from um, what was a really good home win. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about wins of the year for the Wizards so far, I think that game's only real competition is probably that 20-point win over Minnesota earlier in November. But, I mean, when you consider you know, the opponent Thursday night, and the Sixers have had their ups and downs this season, but that is one of the more talented teams in the entire league, even as you know, Zach noted, short of Josh Richardson. Um, you know, And for... The Wizards to do what they did, as shorthanded as they were, was um, incredibly impressive. You know, Davis Bertans made all the difference in the first half, especially the second quarter. Um, you know, five of five from three and sparked a, I believe it was a nineteen-four run that you know, put the Wizards up by double digits going into halftime. And uh, you know, Bertans owning the second quarter or you know, the late first quarter, whenever he checked into the game, was a theme all week for. The Wizards and made a huge difference in each of the games that they played. But, um, you know, I, I think the story Thursday night was really the Wizards defense. And we're starting to get to the point in the season where, you know, we kind of know what this defense is. Um, you know, they're going to give up points, but, you know, the difference is whether or not they can make a few swing plays down the stretch in a game. And, um, you know, the big story after that game against the, the Sixers was all the turnovers that they forced, um, you know, specifically against. Uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and the guys that you know make a difference in that Sixers offense and um, you know for some of the role players to step up the way they did in the fourth quarter I think is um, a great sign for the Wizards I mean Brad was 0 of 10 in the fourth quarter he got to the line he you know he got his points and you know made a difference and again had another great um, game as a playmaker his assist numbers as we've noted before have been um, some of the best of his career, but you know he didn't have it from a scoring perspective in the fourth quarter, and um, you know everybody around him stepped up, and you know as we said, gave the Wizards one of their best wins of the year for sure. And you mentioned the turnovers. Uh, Embiid and
0: Simmons combined for 15 turnovers, which is just an absurd number. Uh, Bonga on the Wizards actually forced seven turnovers in that game. Mahinmi forced four turnovers in that game. Uh, he really locked down Embiid when. When he needed to, uh, I thought, you know, just collectively, it seemed like every player stepped into their role and, you know, played their role, which is something you need with a team that is driven by one superstar. Um, But I, I think, as you guys mentioned, the biggest takeaway, not only from that game, but this stretch has been that I think Davis Bertans has proven that he's like right below Brad as the team's second best player. I don't think there's a, any question about that, and I I forgot to even mention the Thomas Bryan injury, which is another unfortunate one, right. as he's you know going to be out another two and a half weeks at least with a stress, basically a stress fracture, a stress reaction in his foot. Um, but the way Bertans is shooting the ball, I mean, he's just everyone knew he was a shooter. He didn't get the minutes that he got maybe in San Antonio because they they're just a deep team, but the way that he plays and and shares the ball he's become like a leader on the team too in the locker room he's one of those guys that'll st- st- uh, stand up and say something if need be um, especially with the team of younger guys a 26 year old 27 year old is basically a veteran yeah so I mean the guy's been playing professional basketball half his life but Jackson if you want to rattle off some of those numbers from from him the last week they've been crazy
2: yeah absolutely I mean he you know he went three straight 20 point games with his which is something he's never done before in his career he's got uh let's see 20 plus points in uh at least five three-pointers in four of his last five games um he's got eight games off the bench with five or more three-pointers this season no other player in the league coming off the bench has done so more than three times um and I mentioned it a little bit earlier but those those uh quick runs that he sparks in the Wizards offense whether it's in the late first quarter early second quarter um is you know something that was really really notable this past week when you talk about the Philadelphia Miami and the Los Angeles games he enters uh Philadelphia the Wizards are down 10 by the time he checks out they're up 10 he hit six of six threes in the first half in that game as we've noted against Miami he comes in the Wizards are down one by the time he checks out they're up 11 he hit you know threes on three consecutive possessions to spark that comeback. And then okay. um, you know, Sunday against the Clippers, he enters the Wizard are down fourteen. By the time he checks out, they're up one. He scored eleven points in a five minute stretch in that run of his. So he has proven himself to be um as uh valuable a player as this league has in terms of short spurt, you know, high volume shooting uh off the bench guys. Um, so Know, seeing how that can manifest itself for the Wizards going forward and, um, you know, finding different ways to apply that scoring and, um, you know, a lot of his success has come in the first half in the second quarter, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's not that he hasn't been successful in the second half, um, but, you know, what can the Wizards do to find ways to um, maybe translate some of that impact into the second half down the stretch in games, um, you know, can, probably start to make a difference in terms of wins and losses for the Wizards.
1: Yeah, the biggest question is always, like, when you you have a guy who, when he played the role that he played with the Spurs, it was a very specific one, maybe not as high a usage, but now we're seeing his usage skyrocket, and the question with those guys that, you know, you bring them in, it's like, well, this guy's one of the best shooters in the league, statistically, when you, like, when the usage skyrockets, the question is always, okay, so how is it going to impact that efficiency? It really, I mean, it really hasn't for him. He's been unbelievable, and I, I totally agree with you, Zach. The leadership—he has a fire on the court mm-hmm. that I think when we met him in preseason and talked, sat down with him, he's a really nice, even keel guy off the floor. Um, but that fire had, has come out more than once now that he's gotten some extended minutes, um, and yeah, and is one of the older guys on the team. Funny enough, so it's a, uh, it's been. What an acquisition for the Wizards. I mean, to to essentially get him for almost nothing to this offseason, to have him be one of the key pieces is, is really a huge win for the organization. And then in Miami on
0: Friday, probably the, I think it's going to be their second toughest back-to-back of the season. There's a Milwaukee Lakers back-to-back later in March. But to have to go to Miami, get in 3 a.m., play that night, fly back, get in at 3 a.m. again, <laughs> Uh, against a Heat team that has not lost at home, and they did not lose on Friday. Although the Wizards led most of the game, uh, I think they just ran out of gas, I mean, basically, from the night before. You can't really blame them. I mean, especially a team that's dealing with injuries. Mahinmi wasn't going to play in the back-to-back. IT didn't play again. You're already without Bryant, McRae, Miles. I mean, you're down five rotation players. And... Uh, You're asking Admiral Schofield to play extended minutes. Chris Chioza, although Chioza has played well uh, since he's been with the Wizards again. Um, But down the stretch, Jimmy Butler, you know, he had a triple-double, really just took over. But that was one of the most fun games of the year to watch. I think just the way they competed, I thought Mo Wagner competed really well. Uh, Brad didn't have his best game, but he still was an impact player on both ends. Um, And Ish continued to just disrupt opponents and obviously Bertans just can as we've said I mean we don't need to go more into it but it's almost like these teams don't have him on the scouting report and I don't know what's so hard to miss although I will say the way that the Wizards screen for him and I noticed Admiral Schofield did it a few times in that second quarter he he gets open because of how good the screening is I mean Admiral's a big guy right even if he's screening a seven footer like that's a tank setting a screen on you out of nowhere. So, um, But the screening's been really good for him. He's got the pump fake and transition. It's so hard to guard him.
1: Yeah, his ability to shoot really from any angle. I mean, you just it's gotten to the point where he can manipulate his shot, his release. Whatever he needs to do to get a shot off, he can do it. And, um, yeah, the opportunities have been incredible. He also had a double-double in that game. He pulled down 10 rebounds in Miami. Um, and you're right, in the context of the Philadelphia win, knowing they got in late, Um, after, uh, you know, it's a relatively long flight from Washington to Miami on a back-to-back. And so it's, with all that context mixed in, I I agree with you, it was impressive the way they played. Um, Seeing Mo come back and put up 19-9, and I mean, he's been another revelation for this team that's just been really fun to watch night in, night out. The energy's consistent from all these guys, and I I think we, we said at the beginning of the year that it would be that way, but watching it all play out and really everybody on a night-to-night basis, um, it's kept it. It's kept it fun, despite having just some tough results and uh, re- some tough scheduling too. That there's nothing you can do about it, but it's it, they've they've been remarkably consistent in that area, and it's produced some consistent numbers too.
2: I mean, you never want to just exclusively chalk up a loss as a schedule loss, but I think that Miami game is as close as you'll get to a situation like that. That's as hard an ask as you're going to find in this league going back-to-back against two of the most physical teams in the league in the Sixers and the Heat Definitely. playing the road game on the second end of a back-to-back is the hardest way to do it um you know that makes things a lot more difficult for the traveling Especially team. you
0: have to drive to Dulles <laughs> <laughs> yes
2: um you know and, and Zach you mentioned the injuries for the Wizards team it's it's been a theme for the last 10 days with this team but it's not like they're just shorthanded with um you know, one group of guys that have missed. It's been this ever-changing rotation of guys um, that have been hurt. Well, you know, they'll have two guys injured and then they come back and you swap out another two guys right. that got hurt in the previous game. They haven't been able to find, uh, you know, any level of rotational consistency um, in, you know, the injuries. Jan, for example, is out for, um, you know, a, a good portion of the early season. Um, you know, he come back, comes back and you swap out Mo and Thomas Bryant. Jordan McCray misses, you know, the early portion of the season, and then you know we have him back for a little bit, and then you know has to have surgery again on that finger, and you know he's out for um, a little bit. So you, you know, trying to find some sort of consistency with this group has been difficult, just given uh, you know all, all the rotating cast of injuries that they've had. So um, that Miami game was a tough ask, but you know there are plenty of positives to take from it. You mentioned Ish Smith, who. You know, because of these injuries is getting you know, more minutes than he's seen early in the season. He's responding eight assists in consecutive games on that back to back is um, you know, not just impressive from a statistical standpoint, but has made a difference in each of those games. He was one of those guys that stepped up for Brad, as we mentioned, in the fourth quarter of that Philly game, and then um, you know, played a huge role in, in keeping the Wizards in that game against Miami um, you know when the Heat kept hitting shots. You mentioned Ish. If he's going to be your backup point guard next year behind
0: John Wall, you have to feel pretty confident about that group. And then you have yeah. two young guys, and Chios and Justin Robinson. You'll continue to develop. Never know if it will be back. Um, that's a that's going to be a good. You know, maybe maybe people think it's a weakness of this team right now. But considering you're going to get Wall back, you have competent reserves, and Brad's basically a point guard now. So no kidding, you're <laughs> you're pretty good in that the ball handling uh, category. Uh, And then yesterday against the Clippers, it was a really great game until about four, five, six minutes left. A lot of unraveling took place. The Wizards got extremely frustrated with the officiating. There was a a play where Brad clearly got hacked in the head going up for a layup. And then on the other end, Kawhi Leonard, who's pretty good at basketball, it turns out, uh, gets the and one for the second straight possession, and everyone kind of goes berserk. Ish Smith, Davis, Bertans are standing up for Brad. Coach Brooks got a T at one point. Uh, it just seemed like the Wizards were overly frustrated. And also playing one of the best teams in the NBA. Not a good combination. But you have to like the fight they showed. You know, after a slow start in the first quarter, basically they played really well for 40 minutes um, in a row. Uh, again, we talked to Bertans, another big game. Brad didn't have his A stuff. Rui didn't either, but both got to the free throw line, made almost all their free throws. Uh, I mean, another like just learning experience against a team you play twice in a week. They're at full strength, surprisingly, just about, yeah. with all their stars. Um, it was another entertaining game, and I they haven't been scared of these teams, especially at home. I think, you know, you get sick of getting blown out. The score may look like they got blown out, but they really didn't. I mean, they were in the game, down four. I think it was 123-119, and then they ended up going on a big run to close the game, but Another positive experience. It's almost you know, the team's seven and fifteen, but like when games like that happen and you lose a lot of close games, like it hurts. But when you know what your goal is of development, it doesn't feel like you're losing so much because I feel like they're gaining so much experience
1: every game. Yeah, and to that point, the the bright star developmentally in that game I thought was Troy Brown. He scored 22 points. He was incredibly efficient. He was nine to twelve from the field, Um, five rebounds, four assists, couple steals. Is- Isak Bonga, another guy who he didn't score a basket in this game. He didn't play ex- extremely uh, extended minutes. But um, in the starting lineup, when you're playing against a, a starting lineup that has Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in it, uh, the, the overall defensive effort, I think there were multiple times early in the game where just the fire on the defensive end and the activity really disrupted the Clippers. And, you know, the Clippers are a team that are in a different spot in their progression in their arc obviously but the Wizards really brought it to them in, in the early parts of that game after a slow start they almost scored a 40 point second quarter um, something that they've been capable of doing at any given time this year and so it's been I think it's a huge plus. obviously Bertans was great um, but I was really impressed with Troy in this game and I it was something that he had a he had a really good start to the game he ended up playing 35 minutes off the bench. He got rewarded for for how he was playing. His offensive efficiency, I think, is a huge point of emphasis for him. Obviously, his defensive activity is critical, but uh, definitely that's that's the if we're taking one thing away from some of these tough losses, some of these tough five minute stretches at the end of games. Overall, I think I think Troy was was mine for this game.
2: Yeah, I mean, when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard <laughs> combined for sixty in each of your matchups against the team, you know, you know that. You know it's going to be a tough, a tough pair of matchups. That Clippers team is very, very, very good, as good as there is in the league. And I think, you know, Sunday was just an example of their ability to just keep throwing guys at you. As good as Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were in the first three quarters, not to say they weren't great in the fourth, but fourth quarter here comes Montrez Harrell, who essentially closes the final five minutes of the game for uh, L.A. and just you know out physicals everybody in the paint as he does against almost every team in the league um you know and you know guys in the Wizards starting lineup Ruri and Brad it wasn't their night shooting they combined for you know 10 of 32 and for as good as this Wizards offense is and as fantastic as it is to get um you know performances like Troy Brown's as you mentioned and you know another great game from Davis you know this Wizards team is going to struggle to score and to win games if they're not getting you know production out of the starting lineup and you know it's not going to happen every night when you're asking um you know for Brad to do as much as he does every single night and you're depending on a guy like Rui to contribute at a high level um you know there are going to be nights especially against teams like the Clippers where you know it doesn't come through so um plenty of positives to take from that game you guys covered most of them but um you know this this one just gets chalked up as one of those games against one yeah. of the best teams in the league and yeah. it happens
0: I mean, they played probably this past week four of the best defensive teams in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there were struggles at times, but for, for how shorthanded they were to get that win against the Sixers, be in the games against the Heat and the, the Clippers. I mean, the Magic game, too, it wasn't as close, but, you know, they were in it at certain points of the game. But the other three, I mean, they were right there. Yeah. So, uh, if you've looked at that stretch maybe a few weeks ago, you're like, oh, no way they're going to be able to compete in these games. But yeah. it's definitely been growth. Luckily for the Wizards, the schedule gets a little easier this week, and there's a lot more time off. Uh, first up, there's the Hornets on the road. The second matchup against them will take place on Tuesday. Uh, and then the only other game this week is actually Saturday in Memphis against another young team kind of on a similar track as the Wizards. They don't really have a star by any means. But they got a lot of good young pieces. Um, And that road trip will end in Detroit next Monday, but we'll probably talk to you before then. Uh, But basically the Wizards now go from playing some really competitive championship-level teams, maybe outside of the Magic, no offense, Orlando, but uh, now they get Charlotte and Memphis, who are very much at their level, haven't been playing as consistently uh, good as the Wizards, I would say, of recent play. but what can we expect this week? I know we
1: we just played Charlotte, beat them pretty recently. And then what do we need to know about Memphis? Yeah, in, in Charlotte, they've they've lost four of their last five, and the win was against the, the struggling Warriors. So definitely a, a good time to catch Charlotte, a team that the Wizards strangely have, have struggled against for many years, actually. Um, so it'll be an interesting matchup, as always, with them. But, yeah, the last time that we saw Charlotte, uh, it was a good win for the Wizards, granted it was with Thomas Bryant, um, Jordan McRae played in that game, even C.J. Miles played in that game, so the, the complexion of the Wizards roster is going to be a little bit different going into this game, but certainly, yeah, a, a favorable, a more favorable matchup, a good time to play the Hornets, they're struggling. I think they're a team that, you know, we said kind of without Kemba, they're, they have really had to reevaluate everything. They've had to take a step back. They're really a developmental team just like the Wizards without an all-star. And obviously the Wizards still have theirs in Bradley Beal, something that I think is an advantage no matter who the supporting cast is. And so, we'll just have to see what happens in Charlotte, but uh, it's a good opportunity to get a win this week is a really good opportunity for the team in general. If you get this win in Charlotte, you can take a little bit of a deep breath after really what it was a really tough schedule to go on the west coast and then come home play a bunch of games in not many days so a great opportunity to kind of cap off a busy stretch for the Wizards here and then kind of get back on the mend a little bit get a little bit of rest before they have to head back out on the road a
2: lot of road games this month yeah I mean when you talk schedule and looking back what the Wizards just had to deal with with 11 games in 19 days most of which were against some of the best teams in the league, they've earned a little bit of this schedule relief. And it's not just Charlotte, and it's not just this week when you take a look at the rest of December. I mean, it's Charlotte, Memphis, Detroit, Chicago, a tough road back-to-back against Toronto and Philadelphia, but on the back end of that, then you have New York, Detroit again, and New York again. So the rest of this month provides a lot of opportunity for the Wizards to um, make up a little bit for some of the reasonable struggles that they had over the course of this last month in you know one of the hardest stretches of their schedules but when you talk specifically about Charlotte um I, I think the guy to watch for them all season has been Devontae Graham he's turned himself into one of the more intriguing young scorers in the league shoots a lot a lot from three um and controls a lot of their offense he and uh you know their newly acquired Terry Rogier have been um the spark plugs of their offense they run pretty much everything through those guys and if they get hot they're tough to beat um you know but what the wizards are able to do against them will uh likely determine how that game goes and if they can carry over some of that turnover uh not gonna call it luck but you know you know forcing turnovers as they did against philadelphia yeah um you know playing against two young guards um can be huge against charlotte they average five less turnovers per game in their wins this season so um you know forcing them into some mistakes if if they can do that the Wizards are going to be in good shape on Tuesday night it seems like a game
0: where Bradley Beal could f- just get right could be a get right game just drop 40 yep. had 46 there last year um has had a lot of big games against the Hornets over his career uh and then Saturday against Memphis I mean we don't know a ton about this team we know that John ja Morant kind of plays and rests and stuff but jaron jackson jr is a beast uh rookie brandon clark one of their other rookies is really good ruiz college teammate uh they got dylan brooks uh jay crowder i mean valentunas who the wizards know very very well from all the battles with the raptors not a team you can take for granted by any means um but another winnable opportunity um against this Grizzlies team, young, new coach. Don't really know what to expect. It's gonna they're gonna have plenty of time to scout them, luckily. Yeah, uh, okay. but as we wrap up this podcast, I think for that game it's just all right, we can't take any opponent for granted. We're not and and I think I T has said this a lot of times. We have to play very well to win basketball games. So when we play a team like Memphis, Detroit, I mean even Charlotte, like we can't take anything for granted. We need to no. do the little things, just like any other game, like we did against the Sixers. Um, but I do think the the number one thing you mentioned turnovers. I just think in general the team is starting to get stops consistently against good teams. If you carry that against one of these other teams, you can hold them to a hundred points or that less. Yeah, you and can blow the them out. Teams out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's they got to watch the tape and say, look at what we're doing to get these stops. Now that we we know who's going to be playing the next two weeks and who's not look at what we can do, play together. I mean, I just think the defensive communication's been better the last couple games. Uh, Jan Mahimi is such a good defender, brings a lot to the team on that end, and I think that's
1: been a big benefit too. Yeah, you talk about – and especially playing against a guy like Valanciunas, it's the perfect matchup for a guy like Jan Mahimi, a kind of a traditional big who can shoot a little bit, can step outside and make some jump shots. But a, a good matchup for Jan and, and Jonas um, – the, another another team in Memphis that it's going to be a good time to play them. Entering play today, they're 1-9 in their last 10. They played a lot of close games. Memphis' MO has always been you know, the whole grit and grind thing. They don't necessarily always play a bunch of high-scoring games. Um, I think that's still their MO, but they're young. They're growing. They're not winning a lot of games. We've, we've seen countless times with young teams that learning how to actually close and actually win games is difficult. Memphis is, is in the early stages of figuring that out, and so yeah, it's for a guy like Brad, another good opportunity for him, I think, to really lead this team to get his for sure. I don't think there's a really good defensive matchup for them in that in that roster. Tony Allen is not walking through that that's, door. That's that's correct. So I think you know if you're if you're Brad, you're looking at a week with some days off and a couple of good opponents to to really, um, like you said, get right and and find some consistency that I know that he's been searching for and though it's been frustrating for him. So, yeah, a, a really good op- week of opportunity for the Wizards and really, like you said, Jackson, a good month of opportunity coming up. Even though there are a lot of road games, the, the trips are short, um, the flights are short, it's all on the East Coast. So a really good chance for the Wizards before these holidays to to make some progress and keep growing.
2: Yeah, I mean, Zach, you mentioned the defensive uptick. You know, I, I think one thing to keep an eye on is how much of that is – you know, coming from some rotational changes, you guys mentioned Jan, who's been fantastic on the defensive end in some limited minutes as he works himself back up to speed. Uh, Bonga getting back in the starting lineup is obviously well known around the team as one of their perimeter wing stoppers, and then uh, you know Troy Brown coming off the bench and you know he's been great offensively, but um, you know getting a chance to flourish a little bit more on the defensive end uh, as well. So as things rotate a little bit for. Uh, you know the Wizards lineup that that I think has had a lot to do with some of the defensive success and um, you know he gets a lot of credit for his his shooting and his offensive ability but Scott Brooks actually gave Davis Bertans a, a bit of a shout out on the defensive end from you know his performance against the Clippers last night I don't think we necessarily give him enough credit as um, you know, a, a physical versatile guy that uh, you know, does it on the defensive end as well. So if the Wizards are able to improve on, on that end, then you know, that's gonna do a lot for them in terms of their ability to win some games here in this, as we mentioned, very winnable December.
0: That'll about do it for us. Uh lot lot less games this week, so a little lighter for everybody. Uh again the Wizards will play the Hornets Tuesday night um in Charlotte and then the Grizzlies Saturday night in Memphis. Uh, off the court, the Wizards will be in the community on Thursday with their annual family-to-family event. Uh, and then Friday, we'll be going to the Civil Rights Museum in Memphis, which will be a really cool experience for a lot of the newer guys who maybe haven't been there. Um, but for for uh, Jackson Filio, Chris Gehring, I'm Zach Rosen. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.